Welcome to How to Homeschool in High School, episode number 26. I am your host, Nadine Lawfer, and on today's episode, we are joined by another amazing homeschool author, Erilyn Carmen. So one thing we absolutely love on this podcast is homeschoolers reaching for their dreams. <laughs> if you've been around for a while, you know exactly. That is something I talk about a lot, something that I'm very passionate about. So whenever I find a new homeschooler doing exactly that, I get so excited and I'm immediately like, she needs to be on the podcast. So that's exactly what happened with Erilyn. I found her probably very close to whenever I launched the podcast and she is pursuing her dreams through homeschooling and she just published her first novel in September and at the time of the recording um she had not published yet so we're going to talk about it a little bit in the episode but her book is officially out and all the links are in the description if you are curious to learn more she yes she's currently 15 years old she's in 10th grade she just was at Michigan State Capitol getting recognized for publishing a novel her novels are now in libraries like this girl is going somewhere big. So I'm so excited to have her on the podcast to share her story. Um, Her homeschooling journey is also an incredible and inspiring, um, very similar to mine actually, which was fun for me to hear. So yeah, without further ado, let's just jump right into this episode. Um, So first of all, I just wanted to say Congratulations on the book release this month, which is so amazing. What you've been doing is incredible. I I remember the first time I found you on Instagram. It's like I don't know many girls who publish books when they're like freshmen in high school. It's crazy what you're doing. So keep up the good work and thanks for coming to talk to us today. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It's exciting. Yeah, this is I'm excited to talk to you. So, um you're homeschooled. And the first thing I like to ask every guest who has been homeschooled is when did you start your homeschooling journey? So when did your family begin and how long have you been doing it? So we started homeschooling in 2020 after the epidemic. Mm. Um, and so I started homeschooling in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And after doing it for a while, I fell in love with it. So I'm about to be going into what's my fourth year of homeschooling, and I'm going into 10th grade. 10th grade, yeah. Sorry about that. I said freshman year, but um, yeah, 10th grade. That's awesome. What did you do before, prior to homeschooling? Were you like public schooled? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I've, I've met a few people who were started homeschooling during that crazy COVID year and like really loved it. So I love that so much because some people hated it being at home, but then other people like discovered how much they loved it. And I love that you continue to do it. Are you um, the only one in your family who's homeschooled right now or is the rest of your family? Uh, my also? whole family is. Nice, nice. That's awesome. It makes it more fun when you have your family with you. How has night? How has high school been for you? What do you guys do for high school? Um, we do mostly textbooks, but I also do some online classes hmm. because I'm taking sign language and I'm learning that through oh. the Oklahoma School of the Deaf. Um, and then we also do a co-op once a week. Nice! Wow, that's really cool. I know a few people who are learning sign language right now, and that's really been inspiring. I'm like, I want to try this now too. Do you like it? Yes. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And then um, for your co-op is uh, is it one? You said once a week, right? Once yeah. A week? 
That's cool. Um, and how do you like structure your, what does a normal week look like for you? Um, so Tuesday is when we do the homeschool co-op. Then our week runs, um, we do school on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday co-op, mm-hmm. Wednesday school, Thursday school, and then Friday and Saturday we have like our off days. Oh, cool. That's awesome. I, I love to hear how, because everyone homeschools so differently. Do you have a favorite thing that you do? So, you you know, you have your online and your textbooks and your co-op. Do you have a favorite or do you like everything? Um, I'd have to say I love my online class for sign language the most mm. because I just love that class overall. Yeah. yeah, I think that sounds amazing. And what was it about homeschooling that you guys loved so much that you guys kept kept pursuing it? I loved that I got to stay home mm-hmm. and I can run at my own pace through my schoolwork and I can take whatever classes that I want on top of the classes that I have to take. And I love that I could always be with my family. Mm. Yeah. I love that too. That's one of my favorite things about it. And was it a hard transition for you guys or no? Honestly, not really. I mean, I lost some friends in the process, sadly, but I love homeschooling and I was already doing like virtual school to finish sixth grade because the school closed down in the middle of the year. So it was pretty easy to transition over to just like Mm -hmm. textbooks too. Yeah, I can see that being an easier just because everyone was at home at that time. But still, like I relate to that. I we left public school as well was my fifth grade year and I did lose a few like I they didn't like I just lost connection with them because I was in in a different world kind of than they were at the time so yeah that is that is hard was that hard for you or are you was it like worth it for you to transition to homeschooling it was a little hard at first but over time I fell in love more and more with homeschooling yeah. And did you, you guys, I'm sure with your co-op, you have your homeschooling community where you're meeting other people as well. So yeah. yeah. Nice. That That's pretty much exactly what we did too. And was this when you really started writing, when you started homeschooling? I started writing when I was nine years old, actually. Okay. Um, but Meeting Twilight was like, the first book that like I actually edited and worked really hard on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did write many books throughout um, public school. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, So yeah, well, I think that's a great transition to talking about your book. So you mentioned the title. Could you um, talk a bit about it and like when it's being released and everything, which is so exciting? Yeah. So Meeting Twilight is my young adult fantasy novel. Um, it is great for fans of Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, or Percy Jackson, and it's about a girl named Arya Chesler who never knew of magic her entire entire life until her parents mysteriously go missing and she discovers the truth, that magic runs in her veins. And now that she knows the truth, her whole world seems to have turned upside down And she's faced with the fact that she's the only one that will save her parents. And so now she must control her newfound powers and go on a perilous journey to save them. That sounds so amazing. 
Thank my you. sister loves Harry Potter. So I'm like, every time you mention that it's like for fans of Harry Potter and Percy Jackson, I'm like, I need to tell her about this because I'm sure she would love it. And I love fantasy too. So I'm so excited to read it. So you mentioned that this is the first one you've really, really like edited and pushed through all the processes to publish. Um, what made you start that journey? I had always dreamed of being an author. I actually, with the very first book that I wrote, I was like, I'm going to publish this. I know mm-hmm. I'm nine years old, but I'm going to do it. That yeah. didn't last very yeah. long. <laughs> but I kind of had given up on writing for a few months before I actually wrote Meeting Twilight. Mm. And then I was joking around about publishing once I had written it. And my sister straight up told me and was like, nope, you're not joking around anymore, Erlen. You're going to actually publish this thing. And so I was like, can I publish it to my parents? And they said yes. And so I actually looked into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love sisters. They're so so awesome, aren't they? Just to push you, push you beyond what you think you're able to do. I just, I love that. So how long have you been working on it for? So I started actually planning it out on January 9th of 2022. Mm. And then by the end of January, I had the whole book done. And then all of 2022, I spent researching into publishing and editing it. And then 2023 was finishing up the last steps. And now it's being released on September 12th. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank (laughs) you. And so how did that work with like doing school and also like researching, publishing and editing and all that? Was that a hard balance for you? At first it was, but I've come up with like a system of when I need to wake up, um, how long I need to work on schoolwork and then leaving time to work on marketing and publishing stuff. Mm writing stuff um and then still leaving enough time in the day for family because that's important too yes yeah I love that so you had to develop a rhythm and kind of was that was that hard to like start out doing did it take a while or yeah yeah it it took a little bit of time because I would so badly just want to like go work on school not school writing stuff (laughs) yeah instead of school but I had to I had to be strict and push myself to get through schoolwork. Yeah. We talk a lot about structure, usually on the podcast. And just like when I'm messaging, people will ask me questions about it because it can be sometimes very hard um, to have a rhythm. And I like that you were able to develop one. And I, it was it, I think part of it was just like you were excited to like, you know, work on your book that you wanted to get your schoolwork done early. I like that, um, how you yeah. started with school and then finishing with your almost like your fun stuff at the end reward yourself was that kind of how yeah. you your thinking for that was yes yeah cool and and i can't imagine how much because just watching your instagram and your marketing grow like the marketing you're doing at like wait you're 15 right yes it's crazy how amazing you are doing like that's incredible was that consistency like where did you learn all that did you do all the research on your own um For marketing, um, a little bit. My parents both own businesses. Okay. um, So I learned a lot from them. Mm -hmm. And then also I got to talk with a lot of other authors and see what worked for them. And that really helped me as well. Mm, That's that's really good advice too. talk to people, you know, and I love your parents were able to help you too. Wow. 
That's really cool. You come from a very entrepreneurial family. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, does any of this count for your schooling? Uh, my mom, I believe, has said that some of it has counted for school. And I've taken, I'm about to take a entrepreneurship class, mm. um, which will count towards schooling. And yeah. I've also been able to take like a lot of writing courses that have helped develop my writing. And also they count for school. Yeah. <laughs> That's a win-win. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I we when I was writing a book, I tried to write a book when I was well, I forget when I, how old I was, but I got a whole credit in like novel writing or something. Like we were very like that's how we do our transcripts. So I was just wondering if you had a similar experience with that. Um, but you have a lot more dedication than I do because I was just like, oh well, I guess that didn't work out. So I just kind of I quit on it. But how did you like? continue to have the motivation to keep going and to see the whole publishing process was that ever were you ever like feeling like you wanted to quit at times or anything yeah I I honestly did feel like quitting um around March because after writing meeting twilight not too long after that my pap my grandfather he passed away mm. and then my google drive decided to crash right after that and I lost oh. the entire manuscript and I was just about ready to give up. Mm. But then I was like, but my pap wouldn't want me to do that. He would want mm. me to reach for my dreams. Mm. And so I grabbed what I had printed out of the novel and I edited it and I typed it all back up again. Wow. That is amazing. That is amazing. I'm so happy that you did that. Thanks for sharing that because I'm sure that will encourage other people because when you're doing something so like different and so kind of challenging it's it's so easy to just kind of want to give up at times and I love how he inspired you to keep going are you happy you kept going I'm sure you are yes <laughs> how has the whole publishing process been for you like did you do all the research for that as well um my mom was going to self-publish a mm. book so she introduced me into the self-publishing um, stuff and then right. I did like a bunch of research for it on my own I have like several notebooks just filled <laughs> with research yeah and um it was challenging at times because like last year around November I was looking into getting an editor mm. and nobody wanted to be hired by me because I was a teenager mm. and they didn't mm. think that I could actually write something that was good I struggled then but I pushed through and I did find an editor and yeah. Wow. And the rest is history. <laughs> Here you are. And it's such a lesson to just keep going and to keep trying because, you know, you, you have to, sometimes it's hard to do things when you're, when you're younger and people will look down on you because of your age. And um, sometimes I, you know, look down on myself because of my age. Um, but you just have to remember, you know, you, you can do it. And I love when you have a supportive parents and I'm sure your parents, you sound like you've been very supportive in the whole process and your family. Um, and yeah, so what a lesson on not giving up. Thanks for, for everything you're sharing. Um, I'm sure it was going to inspire a lot of people. It's inspiring me too. But um, you also got a, a cover artist. I was just curious, like, how was that whole process like for you? I'm just, it sounds like fun. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of fun. My cover designer, I, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. They're in New Zealand, so mm, okay. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> De Monza. Mm -hmm. um, and I have looked at their covers before I even had mine 
uh, done. And I absolutely fell in love with those covers. And they got my first draft of my cover with to me within like two weeks. Wow. And it absolutely blew me away. Like mm-hmm. I was about to head over to my church for vacation Bible school to volunteer at it. And I had to sit down and open the cover file before I went because it had just arrived. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just been an amazing process working with them and seeing what they've come up with. Yeah, and it's an amazing cover. So with all of the experience that you have had, I'm sure you have some advice for, I know there's a lot of, I know a few who, of my friends who actually want to write and publish books as well. And do you have any advice for them, especially homeschoolers who are doing it? Uh, yeah, um, I'd say my biggest piece of advice would be um, not to rush it, that mm. quality is important. Mm. Um, it's like painting, I always like to say. If you splash a bunch of paint down on a canvas and just quickly smear it around to get it done, it's not going to be a pretty picture. But if Mm. you take your time and you enjoy the process and you make sure to take breaks in between and you don't tire yourself out, you're going to come out with a pretty picture in the end. Mm. I love that analogy. That's so true. Some things you just need to like enjoy. And I like how you said enjoy the process because even when it gets hard, you know, it's it's part it's just part of the process and you kind of just have to enjoy where you are at the moment um wow that's a great piece of advice and did did is there anything that you um learned about yourself during the process of writing i've learned that i am very determined (laughs) yeah um despite everyone trying to turn me down some haters in the comments section Mm. and whatnot I still kept going. It may have hurt for a moment that mm-hmm. someone was hating on me because of what I was doing, but I still was very determined to get to where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I, sometimes I get haters too. And yeah, that can hurt for a moment, but it's just part of the, you know, I, I keep hearing this quote often. People who are doing more than you won't criticize you, but people who are doing, like, anytime you're getting criticized, it's by someone who is doing less than you and kind of, it's not even like they actually don't like you. It's like part of their own, you know, issue. And sometimes I have to think about that whenever I'm faced with with haters and people are like, oh, why are you doing this? You know, I know the purpose behind what I'm doing and I know it's meaningful and I know that I need to keep going. So you just push through. And I like that how you've said that too. You're determined. You know that what you're doing is worth it and you know, sometimes people are not going to like that, but you got to keep going. And I, I think what I thought about is the verse in Timothy, First Timothy, I think, about um, don't let, let people look down on you because you're young. Do you, do you recognize that? Yeah. 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 That's, what that, that. Mm-hmm. that's, that's a very powerful, that's something that I've been kind of clinging to right now whenever I'm faced with that as well. Um, and then what what is something you want people to take away from the book as they read? I want them to take away the idea of not giving up mm-hmm. because the characters often face darkness. They face uncertainty and they face evil. And despite it all, they still don't give up. That there's mm-hmm. always light and there's always hope. And that will prevail even through darkness. And I hope that they take away that even if they're in darkness and if they're facing uncertainty or they're struggling with something, 
that they will come out on the other side of it. Yeah. Oh, that's such a powerful message, especially now. And there's, you know, there's so much darkness in the world. There's so much darkness, like even with social media and everything and everything you post and I'm seeing and everything that you just talked about in your book is such a light to people. We need more. We need more girls like you writing stories to inspire other girls. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for the message that you're sharing. I'm so excited to read it. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, and then also, um, for, is there anything like that when, when you're writing the book, was there anything that inspired you like about with your own life that you put in or was it, um, like, how did you come up with it? What was the inspiration behind your story? I think the biggest piece of inspiration was my childhood Mm. because even like at two years old, I was running around and I had like this full blown world created in my little head Mm -hmm. and I called it starlets and I would always play it with my siblings we were like these magical enchantresses that protected the universe Mm -hmm. and I played that for like years and it's really inspired my previous stories Mm -hmm. and then I think that and those stories inspired meeting Twilight Mm, yeah I love that. Yeah, something that you guys created when you're young and then you brought into the story. That's awesome. And was that kind of like, the, is that the world that they live in or do they live in the real world as well? Like kind of. Um, there's three different realms. There's okay. the mundane realm, which is our world. Mm-hmm. And then there's the space realm, which is like, think of it as a hamburger. Okay. It's in between. <laughs> okay. And then on top of that is the Vestia realm which is the realm of magical beings. Whoa, that's cool. And and all the names, you, you just came up with them on your own? Yes. Yeah, cool. Well, I somewhat come up with them on my mm-hmm. own. I use um, Google Translate. I, okay. I type in like a word and then I have it change the word to Slovak because mm. I am Slovak. Oh, and wow. Then I rearrange the word a little bit um, so that it's pronounced sort of that way, but then also spelled different. Yeah. Cool. I, you know, I, that's, that's really cool because that's kind of how I would do it whenever I was writing my thing that I was. I just like to look up, I had to use Greek and Latin most of the time, but I didn't know how to pronounce it. It was spelled weird. So I like what you did. <laughs> that's probably a better way to do it um, then. And then do you like, did, did you have like meanings behind the names that you used in like with your characters too? Uh, Malice, the villain, mm. his name is derived from, I believe it's Latin, the word okay. mal, which is evil. Okay. Um, and he's evil, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love when authors do that. It, it's really cool. And sometimes we never really even realize it. And then when I do find out, I'm like, wow, that's. That even adds more depth to the character than before, so that's really cool. And were some? What were some of the stories that you read that inspired you? Was was it like Harry Potter and Percy Jackson kind of? Um, Harry Potter was the biggest one. Um, reading the Goblet of Fire actually is what got me back into writing after mm. I thought I should give up on it, and I fell in love with that world. And I read a little bit of the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely watched all of the movies many times. Yeah. Um, and those worlds I absolutely love and they really inspired me. 
Yeah, same. I've never actually read The Lord of the Rings. My friends have been getting trying to get me to read them for so long. Um, but I've watched all the movies, so I do know what happens. But I feel like I want to actually read them too. But yeah, those are great worlds to be inspired by. Um, and then do you feel like homeschooling has helped, enabled you to do all these things like at a deeper level than what you would have been able to do if you kept going in like public school, conventional schooling? Yeah, I definitely have a lot more time on my hands now mm -hmm. that I'm homeschooled because I don't have homework. Um, I'm able to go at my own pace and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I bet that it's it just enabled you to be able to take time to research these things as well. Like you said, you don't yeah. really have um, like a strict, it just makes it a lot easier to be able to pursue things that you love, um, which I just think is amazing. And I'm so glad I was able to talk to you too um, about it more. But um, also, do you, do you feel like you're going to write, continue to write in the future? Like, do you think you'll write a sequel or a new book series? Yeah, um, I'm going to be writing the rest of the Great Diviner series. Mm -hmm. I actually already have book two done and I've oh, been wow. working on edits for that um and then I actually have a lot more ideas um that I want to mm -hmm. write that's amazing oh I can't believe you already that's that's incredible that you already have the second book done wow and also how can everyone find you you have Instagram do you, you have YouTube too I think great um I do have a YouTube channel um but I don't usually post on it okay. much anymore. Um, my Instagram is erilyncarmen.writes. Okay. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I'm the Great Diviner Series. Okay. And then how will people be able to find your book? Um, it will be on Amazon, Barnes okay. & Noble, um, pretty much all retailers, online retailers where books are sold, the biggest being Amazon and Barnes yeah. & Noble. <laughs> Cool. And how did you, like, how did you even, like, get on Amazon? Was that a hard process, like, to get on Amazon and Barnes & Noble? I use a distributor called oh, okay. Ingram Spark, mm -hmm. and they put my book out to, like, I think 40,000-plus wow. online retailers, bookstores, and, and libraries, too. Oh, wow. Okay. So they connect you with all these people so you don't have to, like, do it yourself, which I would find very confusing if I had to do that. That's yeah. really cool. Um, do you have any lingering advice you want to share with the homeschoolers? Mm, I'd say I think my biggest piece of advice would be no matter what you're going through, don't give up. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a dream that you want to chase, chase it because in the end, dreams can't chase us back and stars aren't going to fall for us. So we have to reach for them ourselves. Um, and when you're in the midst of it and you are struggling, remind yourself not to give up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very timely message. Very important to hear because most things in life that are worth it are not going to be easy things. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you again for coming and taking your time to talk to us and inspire us i will link all of your social medias and your um your information for your book in the show notes of this episode as well so they listeners can definitely go and check out all of your amazing content that you're posting i mean you post like was it like two times a day one time a day like usually you're posting a lot of reels they're all so fun thank you yeah i post like two times a day 
yeah recently and congratulations on what you're like at 1300 followers right now that's incredible yeah that's amazing thank you keep doing what you're doing we need more we need more people like you advocating for homeschooling and then also just pursuing their dreams it's so inspiring and so powerful to see so thank you for sharing everything you did yes thank you for having me on here today this, this was, was really fun, fun. <laughs> So over the past two weeks, we've had the opportunity of interviewing two homeschool authors. And if you didn't listen to last week, make sure to go back and listen to Millie Florence's interview. Um, and then today we had the amazing interview with Erilyn Carmen that you just listened to. Um, and I want to call out to your attention one thing that I found, and I don't know if you've heard this, you heard this or you caught on to this, but both authors were very purposeful in inspiring hope in their readers. And in a lot of ways, we live in a very hopeless generation. Our generation is, is not doing very well, if you've seen any of the statistics. Um, and and just the importance of instilling that hope into the, the things we absorb and the things we're reading is so powerful. If we go through um, like to Barnes & Noble's and walk through the teenage section, there is a lot of some dark stuff there that is not hope producing, in my opinion. And I think that has a lot to do with our issue is just we are ingesting hopeless things. And that's what I love about both of these girls and what they're doing is instilling hope into an hope, a hopeless generation. And also what's come to mind also is that the homeschooling environments they have have produced this 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 writing have produced this hopefulness that is in both of them and this joy that's in both of them and i think it, it called to mind the quote that i've heard where you can reach higher for your dreams if you have if you know if somewhere safe to fall something like that and i think homeschooling the homeschooling environments both of them have have been a safe place for them to fall so the fear of actually failing has kind of gone away you know because we we have a very hopeful very safe homeschooling environment we have a safe place to fall and it provides a great launch pad for us to just reach as high as possible for our dreams so that is something that i was thinking about listening to both of the interviews that i wanted to call to your attention to see if you if you caught on to the same thing that if we work to create a homeschool environment that is safe for for the students to fall and even if they fail reaching their dreams, that is something very successful because the more we learn that failure is not the end, the better. And both these, both of them have succeeded in doing something really incredible and that will inspire everyone that they touch with hope. Another thing I was going to encourage you to do is support these authors. And the most obvious way is to buy uh, Arlen's book and to go look at the amazing things that she's doing. But another way is just to follow them on Instagram, follow them on Facebook and just give your support there because what they're doing is incredible. What they're doing is needed. And I know encouragement goes a long way, especially I've, I've encountered that with the podcast, people who encourage me and support me that, that fuels my fire to keep going. So, and we need them to keep going. So go ahead and check out. I have linked everything below and make sure to go back and listen to Millie Florence's episode as well um, and support her too. Um, and also we have a great episode next week. I don't know what it is exactly, but I have a lot of interviews in my back pocket that I'm going to go through this week and figure out which one um, to release, but I know it's going to be a great episode. So Make sure to stay tuned for that next Friday. And as always, continue to stay curious. I will see you all next week. Bye.